0: And hello from Boise, Idaho. This is Extra Credit, your weekly education podcast from Idaho Education News. I'm Clark Corbin, and joining me this week... Andrew Reed. thanks for having me, Clark. You're welcome. Uh, My colleague, normal Extra Credit co-host Kevin Richard is on vacation this week, hanging out with his family, training for a big marathon that he's going to want to tell you about uh, in the coming weeks. And so uh, trying something different with Extra Credit this week. We've got Andrew on And if you stay tuned at the end of the show, I want to talk about an investigation that I did really over the last week, taking a look at uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction, Sherry Ybarra's school safety plan. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the show today. But first, I want to kind of introduce Andrew and talk about some of the things that he's been doing uh, for Idaho Ed News. Sometimes, especially like during election seasons, especially during the legislative session, kind of serious news, kind of, inside baseball kind of wonky stuff, really examining uh, the sweet spot, kind of the intersection of politics and policy. But what Andrew does is provide a really cool balance uh, to our coverage at Idaho Ed News and gets to do some of the fun stuff, um, going out into the classroom, meeting award-winning teachers, highlighting best practices, kind of showing us how projects take to life. So Andrew, if you could just take a minute or so. Uh, and kind of introduce yourself and talk about the role that you play uh, with us here at Idaho Ed News.
1: Yeah Clark, you know I like to tell people I have the fun job because I get to be in the classroom, I get to talk with teachers and students, and get to really see what's happening besides all the politic talks and everything. And I, I really like to spotlight the great things that are happening in Idaho. I've been with Idaho Education News for three and a half years now, and I get to do you know, multimedia stuff with video and get to write spotlight stories and a lot of social media stories. So I really enjoy it. And actually, I've been working on a year-long series called Inspire Idaho. And what I'm doing is I'm traveling across the state um, and spotlighting schools, districts, or a person who are doing something different for a better outcome for students. And so far, uh, I've done four, and I'm going to be working on my fifth one come September. I'm going to head out to Bear Lake Middle School. So that one will be really interesting. And I want to really feature... Schools or teachers who are doing it differently, so other people can feel inspired and say, Hey, I should try that in my classroom, or if it's a trustee. So, back in July, I did a story with the Boise School District um, with their trustees. Our data analyst, Randy Schrader, you know, looks at minutes and agendas all the time, and we found that the Boise School District always is talking about students and they always are asking what's best for kids. And so I went and I met with Nancy Gregory and um, some of the other trustees and kind of observed a board meeting just to get an idea of some of their best practices. And so it was really interesting to see that because they talk about student achievement every meeting. They want to know what's going on in the schools. And so take a look at the story on our website. Um, it's, we have a little section of inspire Idaho. And when I find these stories, there's kind of like a criteria that has to be met. Um, I want to know what are you doing differently or that's innovative? Um, how do you measure success? Why should I care about this story or care about what you're doing? What does it cost and what's the impact? So it's just not, I'm just not picking up the phone saying, Hey, you're doing something cool. No, we're looking at data. We're looking at what are you doing differently?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I've gone to a lot of school board meetings myself, and sometimes those feel like all business. Sometimes they can feel a little political. Sometimes that they're, they're dealing with big purchases or, or policies or things of that nature. But I've gone to a lot of meetings where I don't always hear about what are the students doing? What are the students up to? What's best for the students, and so that was really kind of a cool look that you took at uh, the Boise School District, and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback to the Inspire Idaho series, which a, a lot of our listeners will be familiar at this point. Uh, but if you haven't seen it or if you haven't checked it out, you can head over to the home page. That's www.idahoednews.org and check that out. And like you said, hit hit the Inspire Idaho um, section. But tell me a little bit more about kind of where this idea came from, and then what was one of the first Inspire Idaho projects that you worked on, Andrew?
1: Yeah, so the idea kind of came about where I wanted to find out how teachers are doing things differently, like we've mentioned. You know, I write a lot of feature stories about project-based learning and mastery education, which is all great, but we wanted to kind of dig a little deeper and look at the data to see, okay, are your scores improving by doing this, implementing this new thing in the classroom? So my first one was with North Star Charter School in Eagle. Okay. And uh, I went out there, and theirs was really about building relationships between teachers and students. And even the parents, they have really high test scores, they have a high graduation rate, and that's the first thing that we looked at. And that's when I went out there, I connected with um, the principal out there. But their, their concept was when adults spend time and effort to show students they care about their lives and education, the students in turn want to spend time in the class and with their teachers. So they're seeing that students care about their education when the teachers care about them. Yeah, that's really cool. And then I went out to Salmon High School and did a story on mastery. They were having an issue where kids weren't caring about school, they had um, a lot of Fs, and they wanted to turn that around, and they decided let's have the kids own their own education, and now they're barely seeing any students have Fs, their attendance is up and they're saying this is this is changing. And it works for that school, it's a smaller school, and they've been doing it now for two years, and you know, they have some problems they wanna fix, but they're saying this is working here in Salmon.
0: That's really cool. You mentioned that you've been uh, traveling the state, so if somebody today is listening uh, in Twin Falls or Lewiston and they have an idea that might be right for an Inspire Idaho, we wanna hear from them, right? What's the easiest way for a parent or a teacher or a principal or a student to get in touch with us and maybe share a success story uh, to be considered perhaps for the Inspire Idaho series. What would be the best way to do that?
1: I would say shoot us a message on Facebook or go to our website under contacts and shoot me a note. I'm always looking for success stories. I love writing about the positive things that are happening in education in Idaho. We always hear about negatives. So it's always good to hear about the positive. So send me a note. I'm always willing to uh, talk to you and go visit your school.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and so a lot of you probably know this, but if you head over to Facebook and like Idaho Education News, uh, that's a way to see all of our stories each week, but that's also a way to drop us a message uh, through Facebook and uh, suggest something for Inspire Idaho, or even if it doesn't exactly work out perfectly for Inspire Idaho, Schools all across the state are coming back into session this month and next month. And so even if their idea is something cool but doesn't work exactly right for Inspire Idaho, you want to be out in the classroom doing regular features each week, meeting with teachers, meeting with students, seeing cool projects. And so even if it isn't quite right for Inspire Idaho, it might be right for more of just a uh, a, weekly, a daily feature, feature yeah. a weekly feature. Yeah. And so plenty of good ways uh, to get in touch with us. But you had kind of a fun story this week about Adams Elementary. Tell me about what's going on at Adams Elementary and what project-based learning is, Andrew.
1: Yes, so Adams Elementary School in the Boise School District is kind of toying with this new idea. They kind of tested it out last spring on project-based learning. And project-based learning is about collaboration and students work together on projects instead of working on a worksheet individually. They were seeing success when they were testing it out in the spring. So I met with a principal over there, Jason Adams, and a teacher, Simone Mansfield. And she was the one that kind of started doing project based learning in her classroom. And she was like, the kids were so excited about learning and were really grabbing on to being excited, I guess, yeah. if you want to say that.
0: Kind of taking ownership yeah, of their own yeah, school. Yeah, right? so
1: she did... Um, a project on mountain lions and she got fishing game involved and they came out and spoke to the kids and by the end of the project the kids had to create a mountain lion trap and it all came about because a mountain lion in the boise foothills came down into a neighborhood and the kids were talking about it at school and wanted to know why the mountain lion left the family and this kind of tied into their science project and she's the teacher simone was like i've never seen my kids so engaged in a project so they're kind of implementing this school-wide there's 13 teachers over there at adams it's a smaller elementary school and they're going to be doing project-based learning throughout the year it's nothing that's drastically changing they're going to kind of play around with it and fix what they need to fix if they find issues Um, they've been telling parents about it and the parents are really excited and the whole purpose the principal jason adams said He wants to see highly engaged students on campus. And he said they're not trying to fix anything, like, you know, they don't have horrible test scores or anything like that. They are doing what's best for kids. And he said, this is the future of education. This is being innovative. And they want to try something different. You can't kind of stick in that same, okay, same lesson plan, same worksheet. Kids are busy they're busy with technology, they want to be outside, and where Adams Elementary is located, it's walking distance to a lot of things, the botanical garden. so they're gonna be doing a lot of field trips, which will involve project-based learning.
0: Very cool, I hear a lot about some of these cool, innovative education concepts, uh, mastery-based learning, project-based learning, maybe at the legislature, maybe at a board meeting, but this is a cool way where you're sort of following up and going out into the classroom and seeing the real life implementation and it seems like there's some teamwork it seems like the students are able to work with their peers and it seems like there's kind of a real world connection that brings that science lesson to life is that kind of what you said yeah and
1: I've seen project-based learning before happening in the classroom obviously the kids aren't in school right now at Adams but we kind of wanted to write about um, what their plans are but it's really interesting because it's so hands-on when I, when I was in school, we didn't really do, it was more individualized learning rather than the project-based. And the whole purpose too is Jason Adams, who's the principal over there, he used to be an assistant principal at Boise High School. And they do a lot of project-based learning with their summits they do every year that I've written about the past three years. And he said he felt so empowered by what the students were doing. He felt that they should bring that in the elementary school because they're going to have to do it when they're in high school. And he said this is the future. Companies are doing more project-based collaboration, things like that. Yeah, Yeah, Absolutely. Uh,
0: Very cool stuff. Uh, Again, folks can head over to the homepage page, scroll down a couple stories, look for the feature on Adams. Maybe there's a couple cool ideas if you're an educator, a couple cool things that you can look at uh, for your classroom uh, as well. And once again, uh, if you have a story idea, whether it's for Inspire Idaho or whether it's for a weekly feature, uh, you can hop on Facebook and give us a like and send us a message uh, to kind of let us know what's going on uh, in your child's school uh, or in the school that you teach at. Let us know what's going on. Send us a message. Uh, you can also uh, get in touch with us through Twitter that way as well. But, so kids aren't back to school right now at Adams, but all across the state, they will be heading back uh, for the first day of school. We have a new contest. We want to reward our readers and our listeners. But uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the contest, how they can get involved, and then what the prize is.
1: Yeah, so it's our first day of school photo contest. Everyone likes to see the kiddos with the signs that the parents make or at school, excited at their desk. And we did it last year. You send us your photos on Facebook or on Twitter. You can win a $100 Amazon gift card. And the new staff will pick the top six and then we let all of our facebook followers vote from there it's always a fun contest the kids are so cute when they're so excited especially the younger ones in kindergarten but i've had i've seen some photos from last year where the teachers send in their yeah. photos and i love it and i believe last year a teacher won the hundred dollar amazon card and she used it in her classroom so send us your photos um we're going to be running that august 20th for about two weeks because Coeur d'Alene starts usually after Labor Day. And uh, yeah, send us your photos and maybe you'll win our exciting Amazon gift card. So
0: anything fun with your family, uh, with your school, with your staff, uh, with the teachers going back, anything that you're excited about sharing on that first day of school? Being
1: creative is always good. I always like to see the creative ones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the place to enter those photos and to submit them for the contest is right through the Idaho Education News Facebook page. Is that right, Andrew? Yes, it
1: is. And it's always really popular when it comes time to voting. I believe our summer photo contest, we had about 500 people vote. So it's it's always a fun summer back-to-school kind of contest. And there. who wouldn't
0: want to uh, start the school year with a $100 uh, gift card? But right? Cool. I want 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you've done a lot of cool stuff. It really brings our site to life. I was excited uh, when we hired you three and a half years ago uh, because you've almost sort of brought our website into the modern era with the multimedia component, with the uh, better footprint on social media, Uh, and so it really looks better and feels better and we're able to tell stories a lot more better um, through your multimedia talents and so I really appreciate that. Can you give us a sense real quick of maybe one or two things that you have coming up down the road or something you'd like to get involved with working on? Uh, just before we change gears a little bit, yeah,
1: real quick, I want to talk about um, the Boise Metro Chamber is hosting their uh, candidate forum for the Boise School District trustees. There's six candidates,
0: and that election's coming up in early September. Yes. I want to
1: say so we are partnering with them to do a Facebook Live on August 21st at 9 a.m. We're going to get some more information out on our website this week. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Facebook. There's also an event on our page right now, so you'll get a reminder. But if you can't make it downtown Boise for the forum, you can stream it live on our Facebook.
0: All right, so that's the candidates. If you live in the Boise School District boundaries, that's the candidates who are gonna be running for the Boise School Board uh, next month. The Boise School District does things a little bit different. They predate statehood, and so they don't have their elections necessarily on the same day as everybody else. A little bit different scenario there. Uh, But next week, some more information will be coming out about the candidate forum. But remind everybody real quick, uh, what's the date to mark down if they want to catch that forum on social media? Uh, August 21st. August 21st. All right, sounds good. I appreciate it, Uh, Andrew. Thanks for joining us and and, and talking about some of your features and projects. If you'll stick around for just a couple of more minutes, I want to talk about one of the investigations that I did on Thursday of this week. We published a pretty comprehensive article taking a look at the school safety and security plan uh, the superintendent of public instruction Sherry Yubara proposed uh, the plans not super new she actually proposed it uh, back in March and it's about a twenty one million dollar a year plan that sort of has three phases uh, she's talking about grants to help every school have a trained security presence physically in the school building uh, that's the first and most expensive part Of the program. There's also continuing education requirements, certification requirements for teachers, and the third part of it is hiring a statewide crisis communicator. This is something that the superintendent rolled out in March, uh, but something that's proved to be a little bit controversial in recent weeks. I had a story that came out Thursday saying that A school safety expert and the leaders of some of the prominent education groups are saying that they were not involved uh, with helping Superintendent Ibarra draft this plan, come up with the ideas uh, from the beginning, that sort of she put the plan forward and then was asking for feedback later on and there's a couple concerns that folks voiced to me. Um, Number one is that we do have an Office of School Safety and Security in the state of Idaho. The legislature created that in 2016 and so that's actually a group of former educators and a school resource officer that go around to each of the 700 plus school buildings in the state. They're going around over a three year period visiting every public school and developing a unique school safety plan. For that individual school and so that's already happening and the administrator the manager of that office is a guy named brian arms who used to be a building principal and he's expressed some concern that superintendent ibarra did not work with him first to develop that plan because he and his team have been out in the schools uh, and have been sort of trained to look at everything from whether adults are checking in and wearing name tags. That's something, Andrew, that you and I go through when we visit campuses, whether there's doors propped open, Uh, they're looking for a single point of entry where folks come in and out, checking in at the office, Uh, weather conditions to the more serious, catastrophic uh, type of scenarios as well. And so he is expressing some concern that the superintendent did not work with him and that the plans are a little bit different. He would not recommend, for instance, uh, placing a trained security presence in every school. He supports school resource officers and more preventative things, maybe things like hiring an aide that would be trained in de-escalation or behavior intervention. Focusing on preventative stuff rather than emergency response is something that he's really focused on. And on top of that, I talked with the leaders of the Idaho Education Association, the Idaho School Boards Association, and the Idaho Association of School Administrators, and they said the superintendent never reached out to them uh, to help their members brainstorm and work together. And so they said, this is a big deal, they said school safety is a topic that we're thinking about, and it's literally something that we would have to implement when the worst of the worst happens, if there's a concern or a crisis or a situation. And our lives could be on the line as well. And so they said, we want to work with the superintendent But proactively. Uh, Now, Andrew, as you know, uh, we've seen some posts on social media where the superintendent has launched a big campaign Mm -hmm. after rolling out the KISS program, is what she calls it. Keep Idaho students safe. She wanted sort of a positive message.
1: And I've seen that the video she has on Facebook and also they're running the ad on Instagram too.
0: That's correct. Yep. So they're relying on social media. So they are spreading news of the plan across the state through social media. They are soliciting feedback. If you go to the State Department of Education's website, I believe that's sde.idaho.gov, if you click on current initiatives, there's a a survey that folks can take and sort of respond uh, to what the school safety plan is that Superintendent Ybarra has proposed. But a lot of the folks that I talked to over the last week said there's a difference between Coming together at the beginning and working proactively and collaboratively together to come up with something that we can all be happy with versus coming up with something and then sending it to us after the fact for a reaction or for feedback after the fact. They said they want to be at the table. Um, beforehand. So kind of an interesting story. It gets a little bit complicated, uh, but if you head over to IdahoEdNews.org, uh, it's kind of one of our top stories right now on the homepage.
1: Why is it so important for everyone to be collaborating together on this issue?
0: So that was really kind of one of the big questions with the, the article. Um, but number one, folks were a little surprised when they saw the plan, and so they're saying, if I'm that building principal, if I'm that teacher, I want to know what's expected of me. So I want to really understand the plan. I want to know where we're we're going, what the goals are, what's expected of me in an emergency. But they also want to make sure that we're working together um, that there's buy-in, that there's support from the field, that it makes sense to that principal that's going to have to implement the school safety plan, that it makes sense to those school board members, uh, that are responsible for school safety that are going to have to work with parents. And so it's all about buy-in. It's all about having something that everyone's comfortable with. And the fact of the matter is, um, you know, there's a lot to school safety. It could be everything from severe weather concerns uh, to whether the public address system is working on campus. And so, so it's just
1: not school shootings. No. Um, I feel like a lot of people think, oh, it's all about school shootings because... I mean,
0: that sort of gets the headlines and, and the news, and, that, and that's obviously everyone's worst, worst nightmare. And we've seen those tragedies play out uh, way too often. Uh, but uh, but the experts I've been talking to, and even the superintendent's office, have talked about it's not just the school shooting scenario, uh, that it needs to be all-encompassing. Uh, is your PA system working? Do you have a good plan to communicate with local law enforcement and emergency responders, whether that's the fire department, the county sheriff's office, your local police department? Is there an evacuation plan? Is there a plan to notify parents? Is... Uh, are, are are the entrances to each school building secure and controlled? Is there a system for adults to sign in? Uh, what do we do if there is an unidentified adult on campus? And so it's all about collaboration and buy-in, uh, getting a lot of people together who, you know, maybe the experience, and we've run into this before, maybe the experience... Um, at Boise High School is a little bit different than at Garden Valley High School or at a high school in Lewiston or Lapway. And so it's all about bringing people together uh, and sharing and collaborating ideas and making sure it's something that everybody's uh, comfortable with is kind of the sense that I got from talking to folks. And this is gonna be important coming forward. Uh, The superintendent is gonna come out with her budget request. On or about September 1st, she'll be submitting that to the state of Idaho. She's going to ask for a 21 million dollar supplemental funding increase for the current uh, school budget year that's already been approved and already in effect. And then, when the legislature starts, she's going to ask for funding for 21 million dollars, maybe a little bit less for next year as well. Uh, so this
1: will be a lot be, of money on the table.
0: A lot of money on the table for sure. Um, School safety is something that's on everybody's mind right now. It's on all of the teachers and principals and administrators' minds. I know it's on Superintendent Ibarra's mind. This kind of came from her anti-bullying campaign that we've talked to her about uh, before, but this will be a talking point. This will come up uh, during the election. And this will come up during the next legislative session. And So just real quickly, about to wrap up the show today, but I wanted to let people know why I'm doing this article now and kind of where the idea came from. And I've been getting calls for about the last six weeks with folks kind of saying, hey, what is this plan? Who worked on this plan? Who developed this plan? And it was kind of quietly there was some concern and some questions Uh, But then the issue was brought to the forefront last week, Andrew, at a conference that you and I attended where there was a candidate forum uh, between the Democratic challenger for superintendent, uh, that's Cindy Wilson, and the incumbent Republican, uh, that's State Superintendent Sherry Ibarra. There was a candidate forum last week in Boise, and a principal from Twin Falls asked Superintendent Ibarra directly, why did you develop your school safety plan without direct input? from the stakeholders and so when that came out at the candidate forum i worked with our editor jennifer swindell and decided that we needed to sort of fact check uh, school safety is a big topic it's on everybody's mind 21 million dollars a year is a lot of money that's actually more than we spend on some of those advanced opportunity programs like fast forward and dual credit so we're talking about a lot of money something that people are very concerned about and so it came out at a candidate forum and that's why i did the story this week and i wanted to fact check Okay, let me ask for myself, who was involved? Who did the superintendent work with? So we had a big long story, came out Thursday, and if you want to catch that, uh, you can head over to idahoednews.org uh, and, and read all about it. We actually provide a link to the response that the superintendent's office um, gave us that actually don't uh, you can actually download the eight pages of notes and timelines right from the story. Uh, if you're interested in seeing the State Department's response. So kind of a big, intense project. That was pretty much the only thing I've been working on uh, the last week, so I appreciate uh, the time and flexibility to do that. But, Andrew, I think that gets us caught up on all of our top stories this week. I think that gets us caught up on our contest that's coming up and a couple different ways for our readers and listeners uh, to get involved with us. But it's been a fun summer. We've stayed busy. Coming not, to an end. Yeah, but summer is coming to an end, and we're really going to get busy now. Back to school over the next few weeks. Uh, we've got the Boise School District election in September. We have elections all throughout the state of Idaho in November. That's when the governor's going to be up for election, superintendent, every legislative seat. Big, important election in November. Uh, we're all going to be busy on that and rolling out some special projects in the fall that we're excited Uh, to talk to you about but I hope everybody is having an awesome summer having a lot of fun enjoy these last couple weeks uh, and have an awesome school year but thanks so much uh, for tuning in again to Extra Credit, Kevin will be back from vacation next week, and so we'll have the normal lineup uh, with the podcast. But really appreciate everybody checking out uh, the podcast. We have a lot of fun talking about our work, kind of breaking down this complicated intersection of school politics and policy. But Andrew, I want to thank you for coming on uh, this week and sharing some of your work. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, everybody, for checking us out. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Extra Credit podcast. Have a great weekend and a great last few days of summer. Thanks so much.